Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have a wrap-up interview with SARM President Ray Orb. He discusses the CP Rail strike, the Wild Boar Farm Moratorium, and other resolutions approved at this week's meeting in Regina. We have comment on the CP Rail strike from a cattle feeder's perspective. The AgTech Accelerator was launched this week in Regina, and we have full details. Real Agriculture talks about farmland prices. We have an update on grain markets. There's a shocking number of animals found in distress in Alberta this winter. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And bought, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. SARM President Ray Orb says this week's annual meeting supported back-to-work legislation in the CP Rail contract dispute. A work stoppage is expected Sunday unless a new contract agreement can be reached. Orb says the threatened shutdown at CP Rail was one of the key issues at the SARM annual meeting in Regina this week. The meeting wrapped up yesterday. Yes, definitely. You know, uh, the Premier uh, gave me a call early Wednesday morning and uh, he was concerned about the rail strike, just, you know, just like SARM was. But I was the second person to sign the petition after the Premier signed it and uh, our SARM board signed it and many of our delegates signed it and are going to continue to sign it over the days ahead. So it's something that we certainly don't need right now is CP rail strike and um, we're watching, hoping still, there's some resolve to this before Sunday. Yes, that's the big threat is Sunday. They will walk out unless there's an agreement. The Do you see that as the big issue dominating the annual meeting this week? Well, you know, it was one of the major issues. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, there's some good good announcements as well. The, pro- the Premier made, you know, one was on uh, wild boar on the control, uh, talking about uh, a moratorium on new uh, wild boar farms and also, you know, looking at some regulations on ones that are existing now. So it's something that SARM has been talking about for some time. We've been talking about it a little bit more in the last two or three weeks. Uh, but we're glad that the, that the Premier and, you know, the government uh, listened to us on that issue. So uh, we're excited about the announcement, but, but generally very good. You know, we had some good discussion as well. You know, our Rural Broadband Action Committee, that SARM committee working with SUMA and 
and the industry uh, really was effective, I think, in getting across the message that, uh, yes, we understand the problem. We don't have good connect- connectivity out in rural Saskatchewan as far as internet and cell phone, but we need to come up with solutions to the problem, and that's what this this committee is doing. You know, the revenue-sharing announcement that the Premier made at our conference, I think, is important, too. Uh, he announced that municipalities will be getting about $262 million. Actually, it might be just a bit more, but uh, we'll get further details on that next week at, uh, at the provincial budget. But it's a little bit less than it was uh, last year. But understanding this goes back two years, so we have to look at what our PSC brought in two years ago, and uh, it, it's a little bit less, but definitely still we're, we're pretty pleased about that. What's the rural municipality's share of that municipal revenue sharing? The RMs uh, get 28.5% of that. We have a separate pool, and so uh, RMs will be able to uh, get information fairly soon as to what their exact amount will be, but uh, we'll have further details on that next week. What were some of the key resolutions at the SARM annual meeting? Well, you know, I think the one on natural gas delivery, to me, you know, it really stood out, uh, asking the province for a cap on the cost uh, that, that a rural resident would have to pay. I think it's very important because we've had a lot of discussion about that. In particular, you know, farmers that are doing grain drying, you know, they need, uh, they need access to a good supply of natural gas. And to be able to get that for some people, the cost, you know, it's just it's just too much money to be able to get that. So we're hoping we can work this out with the province. The SARM annual meeting brought together close to 2,000 rural municipal delegates this week in Regina. Usually when there's the threat of a rail strike, grain exports are the number one concern. This time, the biggest worry is the continued flow of U.S. corn to feedlots in western Canada. Last year's extensive drought has forced cattle feeders to import anywhere between 80 and 100,000 tons of U.S. corn per week. All of it comes on CP Rail lines. And now CP Rail has issued a 72-hour lockout notice to its 3,000 conductors, yard persons, and other employees. The work stoppage will begin early Sunday morning if an agreement is not reached by then. Will Lowe is president of the Saskatchewan Cattle Feeders Association. Cattle feeders have about 8 to 10, maybe 12 days worth of supply on farm and any kind of disruptions to the supply chain that we've seen, you know, with trucks and and that over the last month, you know, it exasperates the problems of feeding cattle here. And it's, it's, it's to the point where if we don't have that resupply on a consistent basis, we really don't have any feed alternatives to turn to here. Discussions are continuing between CP Rail and the union, but the two sides are far apart on wages and pensions. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca The AgTech Accelerator was launched in Regina on Wednesday. Cultivator manager Jordan McFarlane outlines the high-tech agriculture equipment project. Today we're excited. We've got 16 companies from across Canada and the United Kingdom here in person in Regina to kick off our AgTech Accelerator program where we're trying to attract the top early-stage AgTech companies and add as much value to them as they look to grow and scale their businesses. So how does that work? What type of projects are we talking about? 
Yeah, so we've got folks starting companies that are crop related. They might be livestock related. They might be robotics related. They might be software. Anything related to the intersection of the farm and technology. And what we'll be doing is providing mentorship, capital, as much connections to industry folks and mentors and investors throughout five action-packed days. Um, and also providing time for the founders to connect to one another and uh, and do what they can to learn about uh, what is needed to grow their business. Where do you obtain the capital and how much capital are you talking about? Some of these projects can be expensive. Definitely. So Amertech Venture Capital Fund is providing the capital. So every company participating receives a minimum 100K investment. And uh, for some folks, that's significantly more capital than that that they'll be receiving and uh, everybody is typically looking to raise a lot of capital come the end of our program in June when we come back to Regina for Canada's Farm Show. Now, your cultivator manager, this is AgTech uh, Accelerator, it's part of Conexus, a credit union out of Regina, correct? That is correct, yep, yep. So Saskatchewan-based credit union Conexus has uh, kick-started the, uh, the project here and brought Cultivator and, uh, and Emertech Conexus Venture Capital to life. And uh, then we've been able to build out these programs and uh, we're fortunate to have some other partners founding. So we have Cultivator, Amertech Venture Capital and Economic Development Regina as the founding partners of the Accelerator. And you've got 16 ag tech companies from across Canada. What is 11 from Canada, 5 from the United Kingdom? You gave a good rundown of some of the projects. Can you give a little bit more detail? They sound very fascinating. Yeah, we've got an, an excellent variety here. We've got uh, companies like Chrysler Labs out of Montreal, really focusing on, on soil health and doing some pretty transformational work there. We've got groups like Intelliculture that are doing some great things with the, uh, you know, the Internet of Things, IoT and, uh, and device tracking. Uh, we've got groups focusing on the livestock space like Farm Health Guardian. And we've got some groups like Small Robot Company out of the United Kingdom, uh, really trying to transformation transform the automation of agriculture. So lots of exciting groups with some pretty ambitious ideas. And you said this is what twelve weeks of programming? Yes, yes. So we have our kickoff week here in Saskatchewan for five days. We go into twelve weeks of programming, and then we wrap up with a five day uh, wrap up and finale integrated into Canada's Farm Show. Do you expect all these? projects to become commercial or is that already at that stage they're already really well-developed commercial projects yep essentially everybody's already commercial already selling we're seeing some really impressive early traction and revenue and uh and these companies are showing a lot of promise so i think it's going to be really really cool to see where they end up in the next two to three years and i think we're going to look back on this as a, a really a key milestone to the growth and we're going to be able to see some of the projects you said in regina at the canada's farm show that is correct, yeah, and you'll likely also see them around the province at, uh, at Ag in Motion and some of the other shows, Canadian Western Agribition, uh, as well throughout the year. So, uh, so there'll be a great chance to, to touch and feel the, pr- the products and what they can do and uh, see it all in action. I just wanted to say that we're also fortunate to have support from Western Economic Diverse, or sorry, Prairies Can and Innovation Saskatchewan, as well as the post-secondary institutions, University of Saskatchewan, University of Regina, and SAS Polytech, so it's truly a community approach. Jordan McFarlane is the cultivator manager for the AgTech Accelerator. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. 
This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. It's now time to talk land values. New report out from Farm Credit Canada. According to Farm Credit Canada and their Canada's Farmland Values Report, Canadian farmland increased in value by 5.4% in 2020 and 8.3% in 2021. That's an entire year under pandemic conditions and honestly, out from a Western Canada perspective, during a pretty severe drought. Here to provide us with the insight on FCC's land value report is Chief Economist with Farm Credit Canada, J.P. Gervais. What, what slows land prices? I think interest rates is certainly one thing, but at the same time, as we're talking about the possibility of seeing higher rates, and as you pointed out, they're still very low. I mean, you look at some of the forecasts that we have now for cash receipts in 2022. Now, a lot has to be, you know, you know, a lot will be determined by, you know, what kind of growing season we have and so forth in 2022. But at the beginning of the year, early, early January of 2022, our forecast for cash receipts were up by 4.4% in 2022. So that's off a pretty sizable increase in 2021, despite you know the challenges that we had. Elevated prices kind of offset some of the lower yields and so forth. So we were projecting at the beginning of the year an increase of 4.4% in cash receipts. Now, fast forward to early March, a couple of weeks ago, when we ran again our set of forecasts, we end up with a forecast for cash receipts a lot higher. You know, you can make a case that it might be, you know, between 15 and 20 percent higher than 2021, given some of the pricing that we have. And even if we had this inverted commodity market that we have with, with futures for the fall being lower than the current, the nearby future contracts and all of that stuff and not knowing exactly what kind of crop we're going to get, I mean, it's an easy case to build that cash receipts could actually look a lot higher in 2022 than in 2021. So it's really now lots of volatility, lots of uncertainty. So what gets in front of the land market? I do think that if we do get inflation on top of an economic slowdown, as you sort of hinted, uh, I do think that could get um, I could get in the way of a farmland market. But but I mean the thing things are pointing out to to more increases. I would say in, in 2022. Now, now, you keep on referring to gross farm receipts and net farm receipts. Does, is, like is, do you have that kind of indexed? Like, is, is there actually a correlation? Yeah, no, there is a correlation. And there's also the fact that when, it, when land prices or when land is, is measured against the value that it produces, we're at the most expensive point in time. So you can think of this as a multiple, right? When you look at buyers, you know, I would, I would think of that like any type of other asset. I'm going to assign a multiple to the income that I can generate from the asset. So whether it's four, five, six, seven, eight times what I can gross out of that asset, that's the valuation. Now I'm going to assign a certain valuation that I'm willing to pay based on the strength of my balance sheet, based on a number of different things, the strategy that I have for my business and so forth. And so when you look at the valuations that the market itself, you know, the collection of buyers and sellers are putting in on, on farmland, we're at the highest point, you know, for Saskatchewan, Alberta and so forth, uh, pretty much coast to coast, we're at the highest point when it comes to valuations. So, so those valuations have been moving up. So income has been moving up, but land values has been outpacing the growth in income. And at some point in time, you know, what could slow this down? Well, higher rates, I think, historically for any type of asset, when we have higher rates, that slows down the valuations that we uh, 
we assign to different assets. So that's one thing. Um, and a different outlook. But right now, the outlook is fairly positive when it comes to income because of everything that is going on in the world. Tight inventories that were tight prior to the, the war in, in Ukraine. And so all of that together paint a, a, a favorable, so to speak, um, pattern for land values in the future. Okay, so farmers love a deal. So based on that, that relationship you just talked about, price to what you can actually get you know, from producing stuff from that land, where's the cheapest land in the country? Uh, actually, Saskatchewan is, I, I'm not so sure that it's the cheapest, but certainly cheaper than in Ontario, for example. If you look at the share revenues that you allocate the land payments, land in Saskatchewan remains some of the least expensive when measured against the value of the, uh, the productive value of the asset. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind northwest 30, the high plus 5, the low minus 7. Tomorrow, Saturday, mainly sunny, wind southeast 20, the high plus 4, the low minus 3. Sunday, cloudy with the high plus 5. Sunday night, rain or snow, the low minus 3. Monday, more snow, high minus 1. The evening, cloudy periods with 60% chance of flurries. Monday, the low minus 8. Tuesday, sunny, the high plus 1, the low minus 3. Wednesday, sunny, the high plus 10, the low minus 1. Thursday, partly cloudy and almost as mild, the high forecast plus 9 for Thursday. Normal high for this date is plus 1. The normal low is minus 10. The sun rose at 7.06 this morning. It sets at 7.07 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac at plus 9. The cold spot up north Uranium City at minus 1. Estevan is plus 5. Saskatoon plus 2. Swift Current and Weyburn both plus 5. Yorkton is plus 3. Regina cloudy in 3 degrees. That's plus 3. That's 37 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 12. Humidity is 75%. The barometer dropping 101.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw plus 7. Winds are from the west at 24, gusting to 33. Once again, Regina, cloudy and plus 3. That's 37 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The daily grain markets are tied very closely with the latest news on the war in Ukraine. Bruce Burnett is the Director of Market and Weather at Glacier Farm Media. He thinks the war is probably going to continue longer than the market believes. Wheat production this year is down 
is going to be down at least one third from last year. I would say probably sub 20 million tons in terms of production. Last year, they produced 33 million tons. So this is going to be have a major impact on next year's wheat situation. Uh, exports from the Ukraine are going to be extremely limited, especially if this war goes on longer, uh, because nothing is being shipped out of Ukrainian ports, at least anyway. They are exporting some by rail. That's going to be a relatively small market. They've obviously got other things on their mind other than uh, exporting grains right at the present moment. And Burnett provides this additional background. The major agricultural regions of Ukraine are essentially in the war zone. Ukraine grows mostly a soft uh, white and red wheat, depending on, on what area they're in. But it's a soft wheat, so it's not particularly exchangeable, let's say, with CWRS in terms of the people who would buy this, but it certainly will impact the market. The Chicago May wheat contract closed up 28 and three quarter cents yesterday at 10.98 a bushel. The May Minneapolis spring wheat contract was up a similar amount at 10.79 a bushel. But this morning, May Minneapolis wheat is down 23 cents at 10.55 a bushel. New Farm Canada has announced a $30,000 commitment to Stars Air Ambulance over three years to support the fleet renewal across Western Canada. Stars is replacing its aging aircraft with a fleet of new medically equipped Airbus helicopters at a cost of $13 million each. These helicopters will be used in rural communities across the prairies and parts of B.C. Stars hopes the new fleet will be implemented at all six of its bases later this year. New Farm Agriculture sells a wide range of crop protection services. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com It's been a difficult winter for staff with the Alberta SPCA. The agency has taken in more than 600 animals that were found in distress on farms throughout Alberta. In some cases, they arrived too late, as 100 animals were found dead, including 10 horses recently in northeast Alberta. SPCA's communications manager, Dan Kobe says drought created some feed supply shortages last year. It has definitely been a, a difficult winter, and, and we knew that that was likely going to be the case because um, with the dry conditions uh, back in the summer, the hay crops um, didn't grow the way that people had hoped, uh, so hay was in short supply, and we knew that people were going to be trying to stretch their food uh, for their animals through the winter, um, and when that happens, invariably some animals suffer. Um, a lot of the animals we've seen this year have been cattle. We've uh, seized um, over 600 bovines alone, uh, and in a lot of those cases, we're seeing dozens or over 100 animals on our property that uh, just haven't been getting enough to eat, uh, very thin, um, and in so many of those situations, we've had to uh, seize the animals to relieve their distress and to try to get them back on the right path. Ten horses were found dead last month near Bonneville. Yeah, so we received a public complaint about uh, possibly uh, horses in distress and dead horses on a property in the Bonneville area. Uh, peace officers uh, obtained a warrant and went onto the property. 
where they found at least 10 dead horses uh, on the property. There were some live ones as well, and those were removed by someone else um, to uh, relieve their distress. Um, so in that situation, um, it appears uh, that the animals um, uh, weren't getting enough to eat. Uh, charges were laid last week under the Animal Protection Act uh, for causing animals to be in distress, for failure to prov- provide uh, adequate food and water, and failure to provide uh, veterinary care uh, when necessary. Um, unfortunately, when you are dealing in the animal protection and animal welfare business, um, while we're there to relieve the distress uh, of animals, we do see animals that don't make it, and unfortunately we've seen quite a few of those this year. Kobe admits it can be difficult for staff to find animals in distress. Hey, I'm glad you asked that question. This year, more than any of that, I've uh, since I've been at the SPCA, I've just seen the staff under stress, and uh, and uh, it is you know it's hard hearing the stories. It's difficult moving the animals that are alive, and it's difficult seeing the ones that didn't make it. Um, we this is the business we're in where we see this type of thing, but it just seems like every call or every other call has uh, animals in significant distress and the staff is moving from one call to another to another without a lot of breaks. Um, so they're working very hard um, and and you can just see it in their eyes that, uh, that this is weighing on them. Um, in the end, they know that they're there to help the animals and that, that helps and, and, and you celebrate the, su- the success stories. Um, and try not to let the, the ones that didn't go the way that we'd hoped uh, bring you down too much. That's Dan Kobe with the Alberta SPCA. The Market Update with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Grain prices were reflecting downward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 490 at 1026.72. Number one red spring wheat went down 842 at 464.71. The rest were unchanged. Durham 551.16. Feed barley 362.54. Flax 1252.11. Lentils 877.50. Oats 501.53. Yellow peas, 634.15. Feed wheat, 385.65. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat fell 23 cents to $10.55 a bushel. It's the Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moosh 1497 on offer at our Tuesday pre-sort sale. These light grass cattle looked as stronger, especially on the steer end. Cows were much the same as last week. Next pre-sorted yearling sales Tuesday, March 29. Looks like a decent run expected for that one. Here's what happened on Tuesday. 22 little red and black steers, 514, bring 256 and a quarter. 601 rate red steers at 231.75 and 67 little red and black steers 648 at 227.75 and 69 of the bigger steers 713 reds and blacks at 209.75 into the heifers 
59, little red and black heifers, 530, 205.75, 602-weight black heifers, there was a trial load of them at 191, 601-weight tan heifers, they bring 207.75, the 680-weight tans at 191 and a quarter, and 750-weight black heifers, a trial load of them at 78 at 197. There is a difference out there in the big, strong, fleshy cows, they bring 91 to 97, these hay-fed cows, little thinner cows, 82 to 90. The good bulls trade up 115 to 125, sales right up to 129 and a quarter. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 224.67 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government is taking steps to expand the helium industry in the province. The Ministry of Energy and Resources is providing the Saskatchewan Research Council with $140,000 to complete a helium liquefaction hub study. The study will incorporate critical information to develop a commercial-scale, export-oriented helium sector in the province. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre says Saskatchewan is Canada's largest purification facility near Battle Creek and liquefaction is the crucial next step to supply 10% of global helium market share by 2030. She says only liquid helium can be exported overseas and many end users require liquid helium. She says a provincial liquefaction facility will improve marketability and pricing for Saskatchewan's significant helium resources. Saskatchewan has high helium concentrations. Helium is used in medical research, semiconductor manufacturing, space exploration, fiber optics, nuclear power generation and other advanced technology sectors. Possible projects include 15 new helium purification and liquefaction facilities, 500 jobs and annual helium exports worth more than $500 million. Currently helium in Saskatchewan is sent to the U.S. for commercial scale liquefaction. Provincial liquefaction will also ensure end-users in Canada have reliable access to liquid helium for critical equipment like medical resonance imaging or MRI machines. On the markets, the TSX is up 69 points to 21,841. The Dow has fallen 17 points to 34,463. Oil has gained 90 cents at 102.55 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up five one-hundredths of a cent at 79.23 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.